Hey everybody, this is Michael and Paul with the 60 Day Startup Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why now is actually a surprisingly good time to start a side business. Let's dig into it. So a lot of you, if you're like Paul and I, are probably listening to this at home with your family, <laughs> with all of your animals. That's right. Kids the, screaming in the background. It's cool. Exactly. Groceries that you bought a week, two weeks ago because we're all right now kind of in the stay-at-home order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might be you might be feeling worried or scared or maybe you've lost your current w-2 job or maybe you know you have things that are just sort of like financially up in the air and we get that because that's pretty much everybody right now you know even our business which is mostly digital everybody has stuff up in the air because the economy affects either your clients or your customers someone attached to how your business runs is going to be affected but is also presenting an opportunity, right? Because it's not that people aren't buying. It's not that people aren't needing to have services met and consume things. It's just that without warning, a lot of the ways that those people are consuming things and a lot of the things that people are consuming has shifted on a dime. And so, you know, we want to talk through today ways that you could sort of take that opportunity and start a pretty successful side business, especially to help pull up some of that income that maybe you're losing due to other, you know, coronavirus related reasons. And also kind of walk you through some, you know, other considerations and things that you might not think about, but are actually better right now mm-hmm. to do and to kind of walk through than they might have been previously. Yeah. So as we get into this, I think that we've outlined kind of four general areas of insight that can help you figure out that, hey, maybe things aren't as dire as I might have assumed. And these four reasons can really help you understand that there might be opportunity to be had. So let's dig into them. The first one that we can talk about here is this issue of time. A lot of times when we are talking with new entrepreneurs who are on the verge of starting their business or maybe even entrepreneurs who want to start a business, there's this dichotomy always. There's this conflict between either, oh, I'm in a full-time job, so I have money to pour into a business, but no time, or I quit my job to start my business, but now I don't have any money and I only have time. And, you know, you can start a business with one of those, but it really helps to have both. So... Right now, there's a lot of people who have been forced in many cases into a unique situation where they certainly have an excess of time as compared to their usual situation. Absolutely. Whether that's because you're laid off from your job or you're just home, all of us, our situations are a little bit different. I know, Paul, you and I might feel like we have less time because our kids are home with us, but we also have single or like double income, no kid friends who are posting on Facebook all day like, okay, I need your Netflix binge list. And I'm just like, oh, you must have some time on your hands right now. Yeah. Totally. Right. And so if you're in that situation, right, or if your job or your restaurant or whatever is is suddenly not able to turn revenue, you might find that you have a lot of time and actually a lot of other people have a lot of time to potentially feed into a side business that, that you might put together right now. 
That's right. And even in addition to the time, many people, depending on the nature of their situation, and certainly as we learn more about the stimulus bills that are being put together, they may be facing an excess of time and also maybe not even a very significant drop in what their normal level of income is. I know that some of these provisions that they're talking about that haven't really yet come to, you know, complete light should make it so that many people are actually in a relatively decent spot to have certainly enough income to cover their expenses, I should hope, and maybe even some to pour into or invest into a side business that they can start. Absolutely. Yeah. So just think about that as we kind of are running through this, right? That a lot of people have a lot more time right now, whether that's because they're fine from an income level, but the job is on pause, or that means the job is gone. And now they need to find some way to either help work or create income or, you know, vice versa. But time is a little bit nebulous <laughs> at this point in time. And so it presents an opportunity for us in a couple of different ways as entrepreneurs. For sure. So that pretty much covers the whole issue of time, how your time available might have changed. So as much as binging Netflix is fun and certainly valuable in moderation, maybe put some of that excess creative energy to work in creating something and building a new company that can help people and provide solutions to problems that aren't being solved yet. Absolutely. So the next kind of thing that I think is really interesting in this time, and I think this scenario that we're in right now is one of the most unique scenarios for this really in our lifetime, is that right now there are very new problems that are being made known. And, you know, there are also old problems that are being made like super, super obvious because of how things are getting leaned on. Mm -hmm. Paul, we, we're dealing with this right now on the agency side, helping our clients, right? Oh, yeah. You know, brick and mortar businesses that have been resisting the urge to shift over to e-com oh, yeah. are suddenly going, oh my gosh, I should have done that last year when I had the opportunity. What was I thinking? People who might have been a little bit more of a Luddite from a business scenario who wouldn't allow work from home or hadn't shifted their software to be able to do that are now being forced to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of new problems that instantly need solved. I, I definitely don't think that there are instant solutions for them out there in the market right now. And that I think new things can be created that might fit the need better right now. Right. And We've talked about a lot of those needs. Certainly, there's a lot of businesses that need help turning their business into an online situation, whether that's e-commerce or virtual consulting or uh, some kind of service or another. Another thing that I've seen talked about a whole ton, there's, you know, obviously a lot of people are locked up in their house. They're self-isolating. And it has become more and more obvious to them that they really need to connect to other people. This has just become on the forefront of so many people's minds. And I think it's been pretty clear that the solutions that are out there, be it various forms of social media, just aren't really doing the job, you know? So certainly there is a big problem there that if it could be solved elegantly, if it could be solved in such a way that made you connect to other people, I think they could be big. That's a perfect example. I'll tell you two things in my head that I've literally thought in the last two days. This first one is a first world problem, but I was FaceTiming with my family yesterday and just thought how 
my two-year-old really doesn't pay attention that much to the phone, but would pay attention if we had that on the TV. Mm. And, you know, months ago when it was on sale for Christmas, we had thought about buying a Facebook portal. And so part of me goes like, oh, well, there's that scenario where this would be helpful now because it would be so much easier to connect with my family daily that way to just stay connected digitally instead of what we're doing right now. But a second one that, Paul, I literally just took time this morning to look up is telemedicine. From an employer standpoint, it's something that I'm already looking and saying, hey, I want to make sure our employees are okay and are safe and can get help if they need to. And, you know, is that something that employers need to look into right now? And the answer is, yeah. Mm. And so there are all of these needs that, again, some things might have been out there and been like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. But that's not really necessary. And now they're necessary. And I think they present a lot of opportunity there. That's right. Yeah. And the list goes on and on. You know, I think these are just single specific examples of just things that have been made clearer just by the fact that everyone's patterns have been shaken up. And some of these old methods that we relied on to solve these problems are simply not available to us right now. Yeah. So, you know, if you've been thinking about starting a side business, you have a certain education or background or experience or even a passion about something, and you think that there's an opportunity to serve that particular thing in this new temporary world of remote everything, you know, think about what that might look like. Is that being solved currently? There might be an opportunity there. Yeah. And one that I think kind of sticks out to me, but might not seem all that obvious. And this is sort of a shout out to all of our, you know, music and production friends out there. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those people got their gigs canceled for literally months in the future. The music industry is sort of shut down because nobody knows when it's going to pop back up. But there is still a need for entertainment right now. Mm -hmm. You know, people are stuck in their homes. And just because you can stream Amazon Prime and Netflix and whatever on your TV doesn't replace people's need and desire for that sort of personal connection entertainment. People still love going out to shows and they can't go out right now, but they can still attend a show. Right. Whether that's music, whether that's a comedian, whether it's, you know, anything that takes their mind off of whatever the news is reporting on a daily basis from the ticker counter of, of infected people. And that is a need from even a human direction that people need to be able to have that release. And so things that can present different ways, different methods to entertain people, to keep them happy, to keep them motivated, I think is is very necessary right now too. For sure. So whether one of those problems that we've identified sound like a good opportunity for you or you thought of some other one, take some time, figure out what a product or service that could serve that might be. Maybe brainstorm on that a little bit. You might find a real niche for yourself to carve out. Absolutely. Fly back to one of our earlier podcasts where we talked through thinking about the right business for you. It's mm. a great exercise to kind of go through as you're thinking through some of these previous topics and we can link out to that in the show notes. Totally. So the next thing I want to talk about, and this one might be a little bit, I don't know, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing, but it will be a severe real reality that is going to happen over the next several months is that there are going to be opportunities to fill 
where other businesses fail. You hear yeah. all the time, you know, various newscasters talking about the fact that many businesses, especially in the small to mid-sized market that aren't getting bailed out by these bills that are getting passed, they're not going to have the means, they're not going to have the runway to survive this season. If you have a huge workforce that you had to lay off, if you have commercial rents that are expensive that you just can't even be in the office building right now, any other overhead that are ongoing that you can't slim down during this season, many businesses simply do not have the cash reserves to survive. So there are going to be opportunities for smaller and perhaps even more nimble companies to come in and capture a portion of the market. You know, it it might be kind of depressing to think about, but if there's a lot of competition in a certain industry that you're interested in, chances are pretty good that that competition is going to be slimmed down quite a bit over the next few months. Absolutely. And, you know, even from the other perspective there too, entrepreneurship doesn't always have to mean you come up with something brand new or a new product or a new service. If you're in a decent scenario right now, there's always the potential to buy a business that's already in place, right? Mm. And in one side, that might actually be helping someone get out of a bad situation. Maybe they have loans and they're under it and their cash situation wasn't good. And you see an opportunity to take an already existing business with an already existing audience, tweak it slightly to fit the current climate and the current environment, help that person get out from underneath it and take it on yourself. So there are always opportunities there when, like Paul said, it might not sound great where others might fail, but also it can be something where you can maybe help that person out by taking it over and also move to serve the economy a little bit by moving it to a better scenario. That's a great insight. I didn't even think of that. And obviously, if you take over an existing business or try to start one of your own, there's going to be a lot of value in starting it in a fashion that is a lot leaner, that is a lot more aware of potential market changes than some of the current competition is. You know, I know that Michael and I, we've talked about a couple agencies in town that have these huge offices, you know, giant lobbies, glass and marble everywhere. And those companies had to lay off huge portions of their workforce when this thing just barely started. And we're only what, like two and a half weeks into it, you know? Yeah, you're right. And that's just the beginning. A lot of companies like that, that have those style offices and that kind of thing are not set up to remote. Mm -hmm. They, They sort of relied on the look and feel and that kind of thing of those locations to sell the high ticket items Mm -hmm. or the high ticket retainers or projects. And a lot of those, if the companies that they're selling to are pausing or shutting down right now, then cash has stopped. And when you have a 100, 200 person workforce and don't happen to have cash on hand, that means the people go away. That's right. Yeah. So when you're thinking about this and you're looking for opportunities to fill, you know, think of yourself not as uh, perhaps like a vulture waiting by the side of the road. That would be a very negative outlook on it. But I think, Michael, what you said about reclaiming value that might be lost in this economy, that's a very strong thing. It's going to need to happen. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you might be employing people that would have lost their job if the business went under. And I think that's a a noble thing to do in pretty much any scenario, but especially in this scenario when people are going to really need that for a while. Yeah. That's a great word. 
All right. And then our last little bit is, I guess, kind of a miscellaneous category. We're just calling other considerations. Sure. Yeah. There's going to be other side effects of this downturn, this economic season, this season where everyone is in their home. So let's talk about a few of those. Yeah. So one thing that actually has become really interesting, especially for folks like us who are in marketing a lot, people are stuck in their homes. They're looking at social media more often. And the amount of eyes in social media, the amount of impressions in social media right now has just skyrocketed. And because of that, in general, ad costs have dropped, partially because people are looking at social media more, so there's more impressions, partially because some big advertisers or people who have products that aren't going to sell right now have stopped running their ads. And so there are opportunities to do a lot of the things that we talk about from an ad scenario, whether that's testing ideas, testing offers, that kind of thing that you can do way more inexpensively right now than you ever have been able to. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of related to that, the other thing that's happening right now is that people's attention is a lot more readily available. You know, almost everyone that we know, their standard patterns, the standard busyness of their life has been shaken up in a crazy way. You know, you have people waking up and going, well, what am I going to do today? That is usually not an opportunity Yeah. And when there is attention available, there's opportunity for you as a company who's offering a product or a service to get in there and provide these people with compelling content, start telling your story, let them know what you're doing. Attention is the real currency of today's world, especially when we're talking about marketing. And that is more free than ever. You couldn't be more right there too. I consider myself to have a decent dedication to pattern because I don't do well in it. And even I find myself in this new pattern late at night where I've got the TV on news and then on my phone, I'm like bouncing between Facebook and Reddit. And it's like two or three apps that I do in rotation now Mm. just to see like what's happening. And it's extremely not healthy, but (laughs) it is. My attention is everywhere and so easy to grab because of just the current scenario. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and it has more than just to do with the time people have. It has to do with the fact that people are wanting to connect and be out there and say, oh, I wonder what conversations are being had about COVID or good Lord, I need to hear a conversation that's not about COVID-19. And people are out there trying to digest and consume content, you know, to take their minds off the current situation. Yep. Attention is at a maximum right now. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that's a little bit related to one of our earlier points is that if you are a kind of business that needs to do work in front of people, in person, in brick and mortar, then there's likely going to be commercial property available soon, whether that's in the form of prices coming down for brokers or landlords that simply cannot fill their space or subleases that uh, become available because other businesses that were there cannot, you know, make the rents. There's going to be some opportunities in the way of commercial property. So look out for that if your business needs that. Of course, that's with the caveat of watch out for that expense, that line item, because that very same line item is getting these businesses in trouble. So if you're going to go that route, just be honest with yourself and say, hey, is this necessary? How much do I need exactly? What's a good investment into my business look like? Yeah, and that's kind of a great point to kind of move us into our bonus round here. Paul and I, we like to at least look to the future when we can, right? And 
while we don't know how long this is going to be, whether it's another two weeks, another four weeks, 10 weeks, I'm holding my ear to Fauci and just seeing what he's <laughs> saying. But, you know, I think something that we all need to look forward to is that it's possible even as we get out of this that we might be in a bit of an economic recession when we kind of pull out. And so it's really smart to be thinking about how to recession-proof your business right now, number one. And number two, you know, if you're building something new, how that's going to survive through that space that might be coming on here. And so like Paul mentioned at the top, a lot of times that's watching out for that static overhead for a lot of line items that are happening on a monthly basis that you can't get off there. It's always good to start off lean and low on expenses and then only add when necessary if that's possible. Paul, what, what are some other things we can do there to kind of just like you know, recession-proof the biz. Yeah. So outside of staying lean and low on expenses, when you're thinking about your expenses, watch out for things like those static overhead items that we talked about. Rents, payroll. There's lots of things that businesses, especially businesses that are focused on growth, maybe bite off a little bit more than they can chew early. So watch out for those. Another way to cut down on expenses especially in the payroll department is automation. You know, there's more oh, te- yeah. yeah, there's more technology than ever that is available to do some of those menial repetitive tasks that quite frankly, it's a liability to have a person on. Whether that's data entry, could be shipping, could be content creation, there's there's lots of ways for you to be able to set up rules in your business so that if X happens, Y happens, and then Z happens. You bet. What I love about that too is when people think about that and are already seeing that in the early stages of their business and sort of plan for it, Mm -hmm. it might take a little extra time there at the beginning when you want to sort of test things out and get out in the waters real quickly. But if you take even just a little bit of time and do that, it gives you an opportunity to be able to scale super quickly and scale at large when the moment strikes because you've already got some of those automation rules in place and you don't have to suddenly go and hire a giant team that adds complexity to your business. That's absolutely right. And something that we like to talk about a lot in our business is this whole methodology of launching early, launching an MVP, testing and relaunching. I borrowed this, or I should say I borrowed the terminology from the book called The Lean Startup by Eric Reese which is a fantastic read, highly recommend it. And they have what they call the build, measure, learn feedback loop. We do this all the time. We pretty much force this down our clients' throats when they're working with us. And that is, you know, when you're building a product or a service or a business in a vacuum, you run so many risks of spending an inordinate amount of time on it, a crazy amount of money on it. The only thing you're basing it off of are assumptions that you haven't tested yet. So we always recommend coming up with a solution, an MVP, a minimum viable product version of your business, launching it, getting feedback from that, measuring the data, measuring customer feedback and testimonials, learning from that, and then relaunching or iterating on what you launched, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's saved so many businesses from giant expenses that they thought they needed that they didn't from, you know, like going one direction when the audience and customer base was saying, oh, no, I actually wanted green or blue, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I think it's the smartest way to just really 
get up on the rails and do things intelligently and without you know having to do a lot of time and money and that kind of thing to again recession proof how well you're going to be able to weather the waters here in the future for sure and there's lots of other ways to recession proof or make your business more lean for for times that are tough like these i highly recommend that book for more insight on that but in the meantime that kind of ties up some of our favorite ways to do that absolutely well, guys, this is Michael and Paul with 60 Day Startup. We're so excited you guys are listening to us. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead and give us a review on the old Apple podcast that helps more people hear about us. And we hope you stay safe, wash those hands, <laughs> and keep coming back and jump in. See if you can jumpstart your business in this crazy time. Yep. We'll see you next time. <laughs>